0: Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. I like this, but just kind of calm down, right? Wolf, we don't want to overreact here. But John Bloom is joining us on the Arizona Sports line right now to talk about Kevin Durant's debut last night. He called the game. Bloomer, Bloomer, what's going on, buddy?
1: What is happening, fellas? Uh, no overreacting, just enjoying. That's all.
2: <laughs> uh, Boy, that was fun Johnny, last there night. There was a lot of enjoying to do as I was watching that game last night. How, how did you feel watching Kevin Durant out on the floor?
1: Uh, I enjoyed the heck out of it. Are you kidding me? Uh, You know, look, there's a a thing with me, and Wolf, I think you've experienced it firsthand because we did some Cardinals games uh, side-by-side. When I put a headset on to do play-by-play, that's like my happy place. Yeah. Uh, So just to call any game. But then uh, to do it for a team that I've been a fan of for 35 years now yeah. um, and uh, have been working for for 15 years and then have been waiting along with the rest of the fan base for three months or three weeks, rather, to watch this guy play in his son's uniform. Uh, yeah, it, there was a lot of anticipation going in, as we all knew. So for it to live up to all its billing and, and perhaps exceed it uh, with a standpoint of the enjoyment factor and the excitement level in a, you know March first game against the Charlotte Hornets who were buried at the bottom of the Eastern Conference yeah I think it was uh, it was a pretty special night
0: Boomer it's it's one game I get all that um, and it's early to to look at any like you know big picture stuff but did anything surprise you last night I mean that's kind of who Kevin Durant has been his entire career I, I mean if anything those numbers are, are lower than he's going to get when he's playing a full game
1: yeah, that's a, that's a good, uh, point. Now, I think maybe, if anything, it was how good they were defensively in that first half. Uh, that, bo- both, uh, Tim Kempton and I looked at each other at the end of the first half and said, wow, I mean, that was... A defensive master class that they just put on. Granted, they're playing against a team that's struggling, but to hold them to the percentages that they did, uh, 41 points, I think, is what they gave up. Uh, they were blocking shots left and right. They were deflecting passes. They were all over the place because they had a high energy level and they were focused. And uh, So that's maybe the thing that stood out to me as something I didn't anticipate, but something I am looking forward to seeing a lot more of because if they do that, I mean, that is just going to make them even more dangerous. So much of the talk is about pick your poison on
2: offense but defensively they could be a problem yeah you know what johnny i'm so glad you said that because that was one of my big takeaways as well as just how well they played on the defensive end of the floor and that's something that we're going to watch as the season unfolds before us with kd of course because is it a possibility somehow some way they actually are better collectively on the defensive end of the floor with kd is that a possibility I think it's a possibility, which is mind-blowing
1: because you gave up a guy who finished second in the Defensive Player of the Year voting, in essence. I mean, he was he was definitely in the running. Uh, and Kevin Durant is so good on offense that people lose track of his ability on the other side. Uh, so I, I do think that when you have two guys with the length of him and D.A., uh, not just being able to, to protect the rim, which, which both of them can do, uh, but to also go out there and bother um, shooters with their Lengths. that's a problem and then uh you let's not oh, sleep yeah. on that guy oh, yeah. you know we, we we i know he's not gonna potentially <laughs> stuff a box score uh although he did uh during the stretch where he was getting a, a bulk of minutes and an opportunity to to play on offense but now it's just like all right jo go lock up the top player on the other team that's your job and do all the other little things that you're gonna do it, it is so invaluable to have a guy like that
0: yes Talking to John Bloom, Uh, Bloomer, another thing that really stood out in that game, Devin Booker's had 37-point games before, but it felt like last night a lot of those points came with nobody on him relative to the coverage he usually sees out there. Now, again, it's Charlotte, and we keep putting that caveat out there. I want to see how they do against Milwaukee, but uh, for me, I don't know how much what KD and Devin Booker do is really going to change based on the opponent because I don't know how you cover both of them.
1: That's the thing. Uh, there will be a few teams that might have the personnel to where they can, you know, at least, uh, stay with them. I, I don't think they're gonna stop them. And, uh, you know, th- there's gonna be, uh, you know, problems or times where this team is going to struggle offensively. I'm not trying to say this is a locomotive that is just on uh, and is not going to be slowed down. I I think there's still going to be fits and and spurts with this team, uh, just like any team that's coming together for the first time. But to look as fluid as they did last night was impressive. Uh, And then to think about the different dynamics uh, that they can have, especially considering that you didn't get much offensively from Chris Paul. I think he was one for eight. Uh, You didn't get uh, any uh, field goals from Josh Akogi and he has shown the ability to knock down shots then you can get other guys uh, contributing as well I love what Tory Craig did last night and TJ Warren is another unsung hero in last night's game he was all over the place defensively yes. if he can do that then he probably is going to fight his way onto the floor some more uh, with this group but that's the challenge right now is beyond just looking at what other teams are going to do with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant is what is Monty Williams going to do to solidify the roles of those other players because i do feel like that is vital in these last you know 18 games or so is to to really identify it not just for monty and his staff but for those specific players so that they're comfortable within those roles i mean you guys know that's to me that's so important to success
2: yeah johnny that's just what i was going to ask you right there what did you think i i know it's one game it's one game what did you think about monty williams and the rotations that he used I'm
1: not going to be uh, you know, critical of it, but I am going to just kind of uh, evaluate it with an open mind like he has told us. He's looking at it uh, with an open mind and, and trying to just be dynamic with the situation that is at hand. And so last night, you saw Jock Landale out there, uh, so you ne- had another big with Kevin Durant yeah. and when they were staggering when Booker and Durant were on the floor. I love that outlook about what they're trying to do. If they keep KD and Book on the floor through an entire game, so one of the other are always playing. I mean, to me, you have a number one scoring option <laughs> and that's at all times. How can you do that? And most teams can't. So that is an advantage if they're able to somehow uh, manipulate the rotations to have it be that way. And I think that will wait until KD has his full minute allotment right now. He's on that restriction. Last night, it was just shy of 27 minutes. We'll see how long that goes. I'm sure they they have a plan and they may adjust that plan as that goes as well. Uh, so I do think that they're keeping Keeping an open mind, and I think that's the proper way to do it. Is it a tryout? Is it a, a, an audition right now for guys like Akogi and Torrey Craig and TJ Warren and Terrence Ross? And, uh, you know, we haven't even talked about Landry Shammit coming back from an injury, which you hope to see if he can make a contribution. I mean, there's a lot of guys uh, to feed, if you will, and, and some of them are just going to probably have to be patient and see if they get an opportunity to eat. We're talking
0: to John Bloom. Uh, is that is that your biggest storyline here that you're watching in the, in the last uh, six weeks? We got six weeks before the playoffs start like six weeks in a couple days. Is it the rotation and how pieces fit in around that main four or, or what else do you think they need to accomplish here in these final few
1: weeks? Yeah, I think it's building up the the momentum uh, and and certainly staying healthy. Keeping your key members healthy is is by far the most important thing right now. We all know how vital that's going to be for them to be uh, get the ultimate success uh, in the playoffs. So that's number one. Uh, the rotations, yes, it's a big thing, and that's for the coaching staff to figure out. I don't think it's for anybody to freak out about. You know, I know fans love to go back and forth about oh, why is this guy playing 12 minutes or this guy's playing eight. That's not really going to determine this team's uh, you know, long-term future in the playoffs, but it is important, I, like I said, I feel like for the players to really have an idea about their roles specifically going in so they can maximize their potential in those roles, that's just my own kind of nerdy look at sports, but it, we'll see. I think that they have the guy, the right guys, and and now it's going to be about figuring out who's right for which situations, and so uh, you have faith in this coaching staff. They're going to figure that out. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch this team come together, especially with last night being in the way they started it off.
2: What did you think about D.A. and how D.A. played?
1: I loved it. I loved it. I loved the energy level from him. Uh, you know, he was still the defensive anchor. Uh, you know, early on it was KD getting a couple blocks. Then I think even Book got a couple blocks. DA got one later. Uh, and it wasn't just, the, you know, the deflections, but it was also being in the right spots and securing those defensive rebounds, Wolf. That is going to be uh, something he's going to gobble up if he stays focused and committed like it seems like he is. Uh, he might be the biggest benefactor. We've talked about this before yeah. of Kevin Durant being a Phoenix Sun. There's just going to be a lot of open looks. KD talking about D after the game was great, too, hearing him kind of gush about the big fella and what he does offensively, because you know I know Kevin knows a ton about Book. I know he he knows the entire repertoire of Chris Paul, but sometimes when you get to a new team, you get enlightened by some things that you might not know all that much about, and maybe he has heard the negative stuff about Aiton from afar, and now he's actually getting to see what this dude's really like, like the rest of us have as well. So I think he's pretty pleased so far what he's seen talking to
0: John Bloom uh Bloomer KD after the game too he he I'm paraphrasing a little bit but he basically said I just wanted to fit in and show these guys what I could do and I want to be coachable that second part's a direct quote um you know for for Suns fans that know KD from afar and they saw him win titles with Golden State and they saw him involved in whatever that was in Brooklyn and maybe they remember him in Oklahoma City I I thought that was a pretty telling way to introduce yourself That sounds like a guy that just made the team, not a guy that's one of the top 10 or 15 players of all time.
1: Exactly. Uh, and, and to be honest, I, from everything that I've seen and watched and heard from Kevin Durant, uh, he, he seems humble. And that's so rare when you've reached that status, you know, to be called one of the greatest to ever do it uh, and have that humility is big. And But yet he gets bashed a little bit about that humility uh, because some people want him to be the ultimate alpha dog. Well, not everybody is. You know, you could be that great at something and not be a dominant force amongst other men. You don't have to take over a room just because you excel more than anybody else around you. Sometimes you can just go out and do it, and everybody else will kind of pick up their level of effectiveness because of that. So that's kind of my hope. I know there's been some people that have bashed him and said, well, he's riding coattails of other people, and why can't he lead his team to the promised land? Uh, I think that that is – Fodder for for people that just need stuff to to try to ruffle up feathers or get to stir the pot. I mean, it, it doesn't add anything. Kevin Durant is one of the best scorers. He is probably the most unguardable basketball player on the planet, and now he's a Phoenix Sun, and we are darn lucky to have him.
2: Can't argue with any of that. Johnny, thank you, man. Appreciate your time, buddy. Always fun talking to you, fellas, and
1: uh, let's hope we get a lot more nights like last night. Yeah, Indeed.
0: I think we will. Thanks a lot, Bloom. That's, uh, that's that's John Bloom joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line.